On this week's Big Tech Show, when will cars safely drive themselves on our streets? And who in Ireland is providing the technology to help them do that? We talk to one of the country's biggest automotive autonomy entrepreneurs. I have BMW Drive Assist in my own vehicle and it is much, much safer because we are all prone to distraction, especially when we're on the motorway from Limerick to Dublin, for example. We've all been there where you actually forgot a whole section of the road. So I would say if you take it from a safety perspective and it does allow you to kind of relax. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. I look at Gaelic football and I go, I love a bash at that. I looked out the touchline and they're all building each other. And I'm going, what's the crack here? Like, what's going on? Let's run around me on the pitch. So this fella's marking me, right? And he's looking at me. <laughs> and I'm able to come back and hit me back. I really can't wait for junior football. Yeah. Oh, no. Silly. Was it you? It was me. We were waiting for the junior Jerry News. You were a little bollock. And you were. said. <laughs> he was a little bollock. How am I sitting here? What I want to know is how to be a forger. Yeah. It must have cost him a fortune, did it? <laughs> Welcome, 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 welcome back to Breaking Ball with Philly McMahon. I'm Conan Doherty and this, this is Philly McMahon. This is the man with his name on the wall. This is a man who is well used to blockbuster weekends like this. And what a bloody weekend we have ahead. What a draw the All-Ireland Football quarterfinals have thrown up. They said football was dead, Philly. (laughs) But there must be an Easter Sunday every bloody month in this game because football has resurrected again. I mean... I think it's the draw that we all wanted, Mayo and Dublin. Well, maybe people outside Mayo and Dublin, we all wanted it. This is the one Like we've been crying out for. It. We've been deprived of it for two years. Yeah. And I was thinking about you. Like, What, what, what are you like weekends? Well, you couldn't, like have, made, you couldn't have made this draw it up. Like, oh, you know, you amazing. really couldn't, um, you know, to have the Mayo-Dublin rivalry, to have the Kerry-Tyrone rivalry there as well on the other side. Uh, four strongest teams, I would say, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, the other four teams might feel... You know, uh, disrespected in that, but yeah. I think that's the way it is. And for me, feeling like uh, you're trying to needle at me there. Like, yeah. you know, I'm sitting here with, with a dog in the yeah, yeah, I think there's someone to come out of that. Those those yeah. two games as well, like that, could cause problems definitely. But I do think the two the two big talking points is the the two games around. Uh, Kerry and Tyrone and Dublin and Mayo. Yeah, well, Double Mayo are tomorrow. So yeah. take me back. Like you've prepared for plenty of Double Mayo games. Usually a Sunday. What do you like on a Saturday? What's what's happening on a Saturday now in the build-up so to this game? Are you, are you like are you trying to avoid people? Yes, to an extent. You're, you're, you're trying to contain your energy. Yeah. So the way of thinking of it is um, you're like a rocket and you're you're trying to put fuel into the body yeah. um, emotionally, physically, psychologically, um, socially. You're trying to basically build that energy block up and... Uh, the rocket's getting fuel and fuel and fuel uh, and if there's leaks in that by the time you get to the match yeah. the rocket won't go to its destination so you just want to once you get to that day um, which, is, which is Sunday which is tomorrow you want to be, basically be able to go right lift off let's go once you once you go across the, once the ref blows the whistle throws that ball up the rocket goes yeah. so um, people will come up to you and speak to you and have conversations with you out of respect and just 
general socializing and but that takes energy from you like you know yeah. that, that saps your energy you know so you have to be able to block that out a little bit get around your teammates a little bit because you're speaking about the same things you're yeah, yeah and just important thing is to switch off so i wouldn't change me the way i work uh luckily enough people that i'm around in me in my job in, in in the gym wouldn't really talk ga to me when i was playing you know so that was important and yeah, just do the same things, but but there's a different. Like when you play Mayo, there's the lads. I'd say tomorrow will feel a little bit different to the way I did because um, there's a bit more hurt uh, that they can yeah. use for motivation in terms of the last last time they played them. They got beaten and knocked out of the All Ireland semi final. So, uh, and I think there's a couple of lads there that also are close to retirement. Maybe this year, maybe next year. Who knows? that'll mean a little bit more to them to get over the line to get to that yeah. semi-final you know are you be honest are you reading any previews or anything on a Saturday are you reading what people are saying no. in the papers no. you're actually you're avoiding all that yeah are you on Twitter or anything uh, some lads will be on Twitter some lads won't be on Twitter it depends on how how well you can handle Twitter like or, yeah, or yeah. Uh, social media um, but yeah no you definitely wouldn't be doing that and around looking at papers or listening I, I certainly when yeah. I'm in my car I have music on I don't really listen to the radio Yeah. so uh, you kind of organically block some, some of it out but some, sometimes you just can't you know but it's the conversations more so people you know in cafes working in the street and you're you know you're, you're the yeah. socialising aspect that really really grabs the energy from you yeah you mentioned that All-Ireland semi-final was that your last game mm. for Dublin? Like, did, does that sting a little bit? I know you've won yes, so much. Yes, it does sting. There's, does no, it, yeah. there's no denying it. it does sting, you know. Uh, we we obviously, it was my last year. It would have been nice to get to a final yeah. first and foremost. But, um, you know, we, 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 we should have won that game. You know, the last moments we start messing around at the back. There's this big thing around possession football nowadays. We did it wrongly that time. I think that's something Dublin are going to have to be very conscious. I know we're going to talk about the analysis of the game, but you can't play, you know, uh, possession football in your own defence against Mayo because yeah. they're very good at high press. And we got punished for it and we got knocked out. So it was stinging. It was, um, we obviously had the altercation towards the end of the game and then extra time fair, fair deals to, to Mayo they, they blew us out of war yeah this must be a weird feeling for you now are you going, are you going on to watch it on something? I'm definitely going to go in to watch it I was actually you know what you'd normally as a, an ex-player be okay for tickets you know but like <laughs> start of the week I was like yeah I'd be grand then I was like oh my right god I like, yes. couldn't believe that it was like sold out so quickly like you know yeah. and um, so, but I got me tickets bringing Lennon and my wife Sarah into it as well so that's, that's nice I have the possibility of being in my ultimate happy place right so i think i do firmly believe right there there's no better place on earth than a double header when your team your club or your county have just won the first game mm. and you can just sit back yes. and enjoy the fireworks of the second game and you can roar at the referee <laughs> and you can roar at the umpire just getting caught up if you ever around you and no dog in the fight because yeah. your your business is already taken care of Derry are playing Cork beforehand, yeah. and I am praying if they win, I'm getting like I'm just thinking about. I think it's going to be a great game, by the way. Uh, yeah, but I'm thinking we're sitting in the canal end. Derry have already won, booked their semi-final yeah. place, and Mayo and Dublin of all <laughs> the games are right there in front of me. The umpires are going to be right there in front of me. I am going to be telling him to do his job. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I'll be definitely uh, getting into that fourth game as well because I think it's going to be a cracker. Like you know, yeah. I've been so impressed with Cork, particularly in the last oh, two yeah. games. Derry, you know, are up in the upper. Etchlands now of 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 uh, teams in 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 the All Ireland series now, so they will compete really well. 
Uh, nice. Yeah, but Cork will be favourites, Philly. Like, yeah, yeah, Derry is a, happy to be here. Bit of a carry answer there, <laughs> is it? Yeah. So you know, look, it's it's uh, it's you know, I think the last game of the group stages are excellent. I think we 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 had a couple of really good games and surprises um, to an extent. Obviously, Galway and Mayo was kind of evenly matched, but mm. Cork coming through, I think, is is has definitely you know lit a, lit a flame under the championship a little yeah. bit. And and then the, all these games, the how they're fixtured is going to be it's going to be incredible. Ah, it's going to be brilliant, and it's all starting today. But right now, we're going to cross over to our very special guest. We are going to talk about the games, the tactics. We're going to make a few predictions, and we're also going to see if Philly can get one back on the Philly versus challenge that we're doing every week. But first, here's our special guest. What an absolute pleasure it is to welcome this man to the show. He has managed 10 teams in Ireland, he's managed in England, he has even managed in Malta. Everywhere he goes, no matter what he's talking about, he has the ability to put a smile on your face. It is Roddy Collins! Welcome to the show, Roddy. Well, it's right. thank you very much for a beautiful introduction. <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't have to go 10 teams, did you? And by the way, by the way, I was only sacked by training. Is that true? No. <laughs> <laughs> house thing I built a new house. <laughs> He's waiting for the Dublin job as well. <laughs> yeah. I did manage a Gaelic team. Did you? I did for uh, O'Connell Boyce. O'Connell Boyce and Joseph Tizzo. He was training in Ireland. Yes. Rings End. I that, did. That was a big deal because that wasn't long after your Shamrock Rovers. Then. That was when That's I right. And the lads ran me up, Brian Dunleavy. And uh, jo- uh, one of the Walches, anyway. Johnny Walsh rang me up and said, oh, Stop. Now we played Ga. And I said, But the drills are different, are not? To the same. Do you think catch so? the ball. Ah, yeah. yeah. The movement. I look at Gaelic football and I go, I love a bash at that. Yeah. Different movements, different ideas. Like so, I know it's obviously a different game, Philly. Yeah. But you know the different aspects to it. I think I got that to it. You know. Yeah. So what did you what did you think then when you went from Bo Shamrock Rovers and then you're in O'Connell Boys? Like what, what was what was that like? Are they, are they your local club? No. No, they're not. Well, I hung around town all my life. Yeah. That's where that's where I was born in Cabra, but I spent a lot of my time around town. I went to O'Connell School for a short period of time <laughs> till they copped on and slung me out. I ended up in Cabra Tech then. But no, um, no, the lads from Sheriff Street, I knew all the lads from there, yeah. and they basically were the team. And a lot of them were soccer players on their summer break. So I was doing a little bit of League of Orange, so I was a little bit of a, you know, a bit of a, a fitter than them. And I grew in and I grew, it was junior football. Yeah, I could score goals, I could score points, I could run around. So, yeah, it was great. It was brilliant. It was it was a novelty for me. It wasn't a, a sport that, you know, I thought, well, I want to play for Dublin like Philly or I want to go on to be like Jimmy Cave or anything like that, you know. Yeah. But it was just, I loved the children of summer. I loved the camaraderie. I loved the physicality. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> honestly, was it more digging matches? In junior football <laughs> than I was on boxing rings. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I can't wait for junior football. Yeah. Oh no, Philly. <laughs> I remember playing against Nafina in a junior Ooh, game. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and it was down in Kilbarnock in the you know the junior cup. You know the junior cup is a huge cup to win. Yeah. Anyway, and I was back from England and you know it was fit, it was rare to go onto the ball all the time <laughs> on the ball run past people. That's what I looked off the touchline and they're all milling each other. <laughs> 
And I'm going, what's the crack here, Luke? What's going on? They swell around me on the pitch. So this fella's marking me, right? And he's looking at me, so he just banged him on the chin. <laughs> and I'm waiting for him to come back and hit me back. And he went, oh, for fuck's sake, what was that about? <laughs> I felt that serious. I was hugging him nearly and kissing him and apologising. But it was physical. We had a few mad jumpers, I won't name them. Sasso. <laughs> right. Sasso. You know, Sasso. Ah, Sasso's mad. And uh, oh, he was a brilliant soccer player. Every row he started, he was only that size. But then, so when you went back to manage O'Connell boys, then how did you find that? Was there much of a difference in the dressing room or, or the training? Uh, what, I, what I want to know is how did they afford you? Yeah, it must have cost question. them a fortune, did they? There was no money involved. It's a, it's an amateur sport. I got a couple of points in the Bridge Tavern and a few All Ireland tickets. That's the truth. I didn't last long. Better mm. a month I last because uh, you know fellas coming up half gargle and fellas not coming up. Yeah. I, was, I was professional. Yeah, yeah. I was only ever involved in professional sports, you know. So when I seen a fella coming up with a belly that size, I went, "It's not gonna happen." You know what I mean? <laughs> I love the lads. Didn't promise the Louis Copeland suits. No, though. I couldn't. Couldn't <laughs> have them anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it cost a fortune <laughs> on alterations. <laughs> You'd have to get them off the record. Yeah. yeah. What? What? Uh, what? What? What I'm fascinated about you is, um, so like for me. When I was younger, my parents used to, well, they, they got me into all sports. So they had me in hurling, they had me in boxing. And the two kind of main sports I went into was obviously GAA and soccer. Yours was more boxing and soccer. Uh, you know, your your book is brilliant, The Rod Father. It talks about your father building the extension out the back and, yeah. you know, the... the um, the, the sport was passed down through both sides of the family and, and obviously uh, Steve being a world champion and stuff like that. Yeah. But how did you decide to go from one to the other? Yeah. Well, let me think. Uh, I think it was George Best in the European Cup final. When I watched that with me dad and I seen, you know, the exotic man running around and the crowds and all, I was smitten by that. The alternative was, you're going to a stinking old gym, right? Right, hitting fellas in the head, it's yeah. brilliant. They hit you back. You see a few stars, and then you go to school. There's only about 12, 13 when I realised it wasn't for me. Bruises on your face, hard blood up your nose. Wanna have a kip on the desk and you couldn't. And then it was a very hard, it is a very hard sport. Mm -hmm. And it's a single, you know, you're on your own. Yeah. I'm a group person, I like to pass things off, yeah. deflect and do stuff like that. But it was, um, no, I think it was, the, it was too tough for me, to be honest with you, Philly. I didn't like the, the 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 hardness of it in the not in the ring. I don't mind that, but going to smelly gyms and freezing and no showers and that, and then I started playing football and got a bit of recognition. Got picked for the Ireland under fifteen international team. I, I got picked for the trials, didn't get the team, and then I seen how, you know, the frills and spills that were with soccer, yeah. and it was for me then. Yeah, and I'm a bit of an ego head, and I loved a bit of flash. <laughs> Just on that yeah. point, right? Just on you talk about ego, right? Um, every sport needs a Roddy Collins. Like every sport, probably has one in, in a different, I suppose, person. Like you have obviously Mourinho is a is a, a manager. Let's say that's takes a, takes the noise away from the players by yeah. being flamboyant. Yeah. Um, where do you think that came from? Did that come from the Gary Glitter days where you were you were you were saying that your parents came home after um, a few drinks and they were get Gary, Gary Glitter? Yeah, yeah, well, and I was Gilbert as well. Do you want to explain that uh, probably that yeah. piece? The Gary, we, yeah, we lived in Cabra, right, in a two up, two down. My dad walked in Guinnesses, right, and he got two large bottles every day, and he didn't drink that much weekends, so they built up. So every two weeks. 
they come down to Hannah's corner and they'd be a holy in the house, right? Yeah. And I'd be up in bed, I was a bit of an exhibitionist. <laughs> I used to be Gabriel Sullivan on the radio, Grandma, they weren't there. And then I'd be got out of bed, get him up, I'd come down. But before I'd come down, I'd either be Gilbert or Gary Glitter, but Gary Glitter got them going more. And I used to put my ma's leather jacket on, right? With a ma's car on my chest, right? And our big boots. Right, and I'd walk in, come on, come on, and they'd all be going, and that got me going. So it was a bit of crack. I loved the crack. My man and dad loved it. You could see the the joy in their face. And it was just something. I don't mind, like, laughing at myself and having the crack feeling. I've been doing wrong in my life. You know what I mean? I can go to a pub and I go, he's fucking mad. I'm not mad. I just love a bit of crack. I would never offend anyone in it. So it came there, Philly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Entertainment. It was better than lying in bed listening to Jack O'Rourke singing Tom Jones and wanting to be down there. So my uh, entrance fee was coming down as Gary Glitter <laughs> or Gilbert O'Sullivan with my little cap on. Did that yeah, pass into the managerial? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Style. Yeah. I believe in managing, <coughs> as you say, keep everything away from the players. Make them just feel free. Right? Have a bit of crack when it's needed. Boom. When it's needed. Yeah. As your mates in Derry will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I did the last two long up there. He's like, what about Derry, man? Well, I'll tell you, you're only a few months up there, but uh, you scarred me for life because I'll never forget. I think the last time you and I came face to face, Robbie, I came walking. Remember the little uh, office in there where the manager's Doing office the was? the interviews, yeah. Yeah, and... <laughs> I think you lost it Dundalk on the Monday night, 3-0. That's right, and, and Big Ryan McBride got an awful smack yeah. in the head. And I remember vividly the next game was at home with Friday night, Brandywell, yeah. and he beat Athlone 3-2. That's right. And again, the current score. I remember all this because I remember right. going into the office very yeah. innocently afterwards, and I'll try a double accent here, but I just heard, I'm not fucking happy with you! <laughs> and I turned around, like all the other journalists are there, and I was a wee young boy, Kyrie. Was it you? It was me! <laughs> we were for the Jerry Jordan. Derry News. You were a little bollocks. And you said, He was a little bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> How am I sitting here? Tell yeah. you and, you, and you said to me, you said to me, uh, you said, do you it's write your headlines? And I had, a, I had a chance. I could have just said, no, I could have backed out of it. And I thought, I'll, I'll suck it up. I said, I do. What I always liked is that you pulled me into the office then, because all these journalists were there. I was embarrassed. You just pulled me in the office. You gave me a right dressing down. I was yeah. like, oh, sorry about that, Rodders. Yeah. I think the headline was Dundalk wiped the floor with Derry, and you were yeah. like, do you understand what that means? That was just yeah. like a term that I threw yeah. out there and you went through yeah. like calling Derry well, well, a mop. Well, do you know what? They didn't wipe the flowers. Well, you, you went through I mean? that in if detail. Had had I would have said a fight. Yeah, yeah. Because I made one comment up there, Philly, as the manager. I said, I wouldn't pay in to see Derry at the moment. Yeah. I was trying to turn it from a Holly, Hollywood team. It's exactly what Honey you yeah. team, which they still are at the moment. I wrote that last week. Into a solid league winning team. Yeah. Not a cup. A little cup here and a parade down to the yeah, yeah. To, to the Guild Hall League champions, yeah. dogged like what Philly brought to Dublin. That that the cuteness, the toughness, you know, the dark arts, not just all Hollywood. And then down for a drink into town. Yeah. I didn't want that. And there was a few heads around the place. I remember the first day I arrived in where you're talking about, and I'm the new manager, and I come up the stairs. And there's fellas with that feet up on the boardroom table watching a big screen. So I don't know what do I watching. I walked in, I'm out now, there's about seven of them in. Get the fuck out and don't ever come in here again, don't ever watch the telly again. Yeah. Gone. Well these so players are players. players. Professional yeah. players. It yeah. was a joke.
Have to pivot back to GA on a on a yeah, GA show. The so many stories. But <laughs> like, you, did you go watch Phillies Dublin? I Austin? watched Dublin all the time. Yeah, yeah beyond the hill, the great Dublin teams and the not so great Dublin teams. Yeah, and you know they gave us the best probably six years ever as Dublin supporters. We had intermittent good times as well. I was there when Keaveney played '74, only a kid, and uh, it was it, the hill is a sanctuary where Philly. Can do no wrong. That's why I love the hill. The dubs can do. I remember being there for the four yeah. meal games. I'll never forget it. Oh, I'd say that was pub. unbelievable. That was unbelievable. Yeah. We had a family pub in Ballybock at the time, and half of it was the dubs, and half of us we made the mead men welcome. And it was unbelievable, you know. And uh, I remember the heartbreak of it, losing the fourth game. And I'd done a show there for Brian Mullins not so long ago with, with Joe Brawley up and Vincent's. And Bernard Flynn was on. I met Bernard on a load of golf teams. We don't play golf, right? But people ask me, I'll go and pull a trolley. I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I went to Mullingar, right? And I was asked to play as a golf name, I don't know, whatever it was, manager of Bowes or something. And uh, I went up and I walked in the club. And they all had gloves and checker jumpers. And he did I went, my shoulder's killing me. I said, I'm fucking making shoulder. I pulled the bag around my fellas, couldn't hear the ball that way, that way, that way. They were brutal. I was better than all that. Yeah. But I didn't have the glove or the jumper. They, they looked good. <laughs> they looked great. But anyway, I met Bernard Flynn. But when I'd done the show with Bernard for Brian Mullins' dinner, uh, Gilla was the main man of that. And when the interest, I said, I have to say this before, I said, you're a little bollocks. <laughs> you were out many days in those and those And like that, I said, but I forgive you now and we'll march on. <laughs> right? And Flynn rings me all the time. I, one of the, the key things I love about you is... Uh, your love for, for Caroline and what she's done for you over the years in your career and outside of football as well. But um, this is this is getting a bit soppy you now, but, but it's, <laughs> it, it, is, it, it, is, it is a crucial part to sports people. Uh, for me, you know, my wife, you know, 14 years playing and the sacrifices the, the partners have to make is huge. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just love how much... You know, I, I couldn't mention my wife enough for what she done for me, but I love oh, you're always kind of you know your family man. You talk about Caroline a lot. You even the way you say to her, you know, going to bed at night, I love you, pal. Done it last you night. You know, you know. So I think the, the football and um, theatre there, and then when you take that theatre away from Roddy, he's got this real, real realism about yeah. him, which is I think is 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 unbelievable you know to, to have it in this day and age for somebody to say this is who I am yeah you know and this I'm happy with the love I have around me I think that's an, an unbelievable piece well, well Philly you spoke earlier about my dad handing down boxing and stuff like that that's what he handed down yeah. family that's a Collins thing family you know what I mean and I met Carolyn when I was 15 well I seen her when I was 15 just up the road from here started going out when we were 16 walking to Phoenix Park doing it ever since but she's loyal, straight, and no mug. No yeah. mug. Solid. Put, yeah. Like, I've been banjoed by Karen, I'll, I'll tell you that as well. It's not all. It's not all. You know what I mean? <laughs> Love you, dove you. He lived with Copeland suits and seen the front garden many times. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but you have to give it. You like, we wouldn't, I wouldn't have gotten nowhere near the opportunities and the backing without Carolyn. You know what I mean? Because you have to take your family. When you have five kids later on, or I say, Carolyn, how are we fixed? 
what, 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 what you mean? Well, can we take that gamble? Yeah, we'd be grand. Out we go. Yeah, yeah. It's great. And then, look, you come in after a game, Carl, and if you win, Carl wouldn't have to say anything to me. She'd get the results, she'd be waiting for me in <laughs> Lily Bardellas or somewhere. I mean, <laughs> fucking Ted last year jumping around the gap. When you lose, Carl said to the kids, leave them. Yeah. And Carl would be dressed up to go out. Final whistle, they lost. she just get back into her civvies, you know. And it was just the support. It was brilliant. Yeah. And I dragged her. Well, I didn't drag Carla. She came with me. I wouldn't drag her. Carla said to me tomorrow, now I'm meeting a fella tomorrow about going to China, right? I had a chat with Carla. She said, yeah, we'll give it a bash. Carla said to me tomorrow after meeting him, I'm not going to China. I said, we're not going to China. You know what I mean? Yeah. But as Philly said, you need that. You can't have uh, a situation where you're leading one life and you're married to a woman who's the mother of your children, your partner, your best pal, and she can't be involved in it whether it's giving you compassion or you don't want to engage her, that's never going to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? So will you need her back in, in any stage now in the future? Is it five years since you've been managing now? I never wanted to be out of work. So you're ready to rock, no, like if, if the I'm opportunity ready to go. Out. I applied for Pats, I applied for Cork, Cliftonville, Glen Torren. Uh, yeah, and why, why do you think, Roddy, that you're not getting those gigs? <clears throat> well, now, possibly because... As Colin says, I'm out of the game maybe five years and they probably think I lose touch. Maybe because I want too much, Philly. I, I go into clubs to win. Yeah. Never for a financial. I always get paid. But I never, ever disagree with a club over money. I disagree over training facilities or their ambition or what they want. And if I go, that's not what I want. I want to win the league every year. Well, you can't win the league every year. But you can strive to do it, Philly. Mm. So I'm a bit... Put it this way, I'm the worst politician in the world. In a dressing room, I'm the best. In a boardroom, I'm a fucking disaster. You know what I mean? In what way? Like, are you like a bull in a china shop sort of thing? In the, well, in the I'll tell you what, right? I was at a meeting at Bowes 20 years ago, and there was a lot of committee members around, and I was putting my case forward. And it was all professional, relevant to bring the club forward. And the stuff that was coming back. And I went, ah, here, here, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. And Torlock was me, me Torlick, mentor. Yeah. And Torlock done that under it. And I was like, get your hand up. <laughs> I'm not listening to this crap. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. That was the beginning of the end for me there. So you asked me a question, Philly. I'm probably too demanding. And anyone looking out there to look for a manager, if you want something just to hold the corner shop, don't even think about ringing me. Mm. I want to go in and turn the world upside down and win the next do you think? Do you think, like here in Ireland, do you think there's many clubs that... If you look at the the amount of teams in the in the top division now in the Utrecht League, do you think there's the ambition in the boardroom for? I'd say there's probably you know when you're talking about year after year winning leagues, there's probably three, probably four, possibly teams that really believe they can go and win the the yeah. league. Obviously, Rovers they've yeah. done a three in a row, you know. So, <clears throat> but do you think there's enough ambition in the boards of other clubs? to take a punt on someone that has been out again for five years but that wants just to go and win the league so for example tomorrow UCD draw the whoever it is you know uh, who, brilliant clubs that fight to the nail every year yeah. you think they look at you and go you know we can't win the league impossible but you're saying we should strive towards it yeah so what, what do you think is the block there that's stopping that happening would someone like that Philly mm. I would love a man a chairman in a boardroom or a boardman say, he's proved it what he's done. 
Mm. Right, look at the clubs that he took with no money. Bowes had no money, won a double. Carlisle, biggest achievement in my football career. At Lone, 20 years out of the league, six lowest budget, won the league with four games to go. Monaghan, 20, uh, 15 years out of the league, promoted in the fourth season with the sixth lowest budget again. So, if you look, we'll have the problem. He might drive us mad, but wherever we're getting now, he might get us 30% more. He might get us into Europe, right? Now, I don't believe in risk management with Philly either. Mm. You know, let's throw a lot of money at it. That doesn't work. You get the best players, and I'm good at picking players. You get the best out of them. You achieve something, you get money in. Turnstiles, prize money. And that's your little budget for the start of the next season. And you build on that, mm. right? So I would be hoping to someone out there. You know, because I, I, I can improve every player I've ever worked with. I will build a team of with the right mentality right because teams wins leagues right players wins cups I always say so you build a team with the right mentality that when you're down in the trenches you look to each other like when Philly was down I'm not, I'm not feeling your pocket Philly I looked mm. when, the, when Dublin was in the trench looked to Philly Philly knew had the know-how the little nudge the little block the little bit of dark arts all that's required with scalability but the most important thing is with the desire as a man to a man, I'll look after you. Mm-hmm. You're having a great day, I'll cover for you, I'll look after you. That's what wins games over a period of time. And I always say, life, I brought life into a dressing room, is like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Right, I've given this team talk, and I knew I'm so crazy when I had to. There's all sorts of different personalities, we can't be all the same. There's a grumpy. I declared up in dirty. Don't name him. I know who you're on. Evan Tardy was grumpy. I thought he was a great fella. He was just born with a grumpy face. Great striker. Brilliant. You know, <laughs> you're narrowing it down. <laughs> the chap was just born with a grumpy face. He was a great bloke. He was yeah. a lovely fella and I had a great time with him. But I'd won in England as well. And he was grumpy looking, but he was a great bloke. So I said, Roy, I'm going to throw this in. I went and I said, Roy, lads, can we all sit down? I can feel a little bit of friction in the dressing room. Now, you have to understand, Snow White, the Seven Dwarfs, is not a fairy tale. It's about life, the whole of life, and distressing room life. And we have a, a happy, he's always laughing. <laughs> <laughs> we have a bashful in the corner, right? And we have, the, and then I get to the one and I says, and we've a grumpy, and we all know, right? It's a pot of stew, it's the seven to one. Forget about your eight grand pro license badge, get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. Let the rod father in. <laughs> Let him hit the Man United tomorrow. I'll go into United tomorrow and sort that out. Brilliant. But I have one one myth I want you to clear up. It's so. not true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good friend of mine, Paddy Andrews, loves a story. He tells a story that uh, maybe he did or somebody else told a story. I'm just going to say it that way in anyway. That you, you you look to sign him for Monaghan United. I signed him. Did you? <laughs> I arrest him. Go to the FAI and check the. the why, why and what, what, where did that come from? I'll tell from? you why, right? Paddy lives two minutes from me, right? And great young fella. Knocked around with me, uh, my daughter, Neve. And um, we had no players and no money. Yeah. And Paddy's getting dropped out of the squad. Yes. And um, I thought, right, okay. Neve said, Dad, he's a great footballer. I've seen him playing with the lads on the pitch around the corner. <laughs> so I, I was driving up on Sunday. And Paddy was coming in, let's say, the worst for wear. Right? Yeah. Paddy! Oh, Rod! Get in, yeah, right? Yeah, we out last night, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
went round the house and said, you're, you said you're a great footballer. I can make you the next Shane Long. <laughs> Start listening to me. <laughs> went to the fridge. Little can of Guinness for me, little can of Guinness for Paddy. It's down uh. there, son. So by the time we finished his can of Guinness, I had to play for Ireland. So what do you need to do, Paddy? Sign that, will you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so second can we sign that one, right? Don't read it, just sign it there, Paddy. Yes, I'll, I'll look after Come here, I would, I would look after, I'd never do them in. So Paddy signed that, see what I can get you, right? So off he went, that was great. Straight to the papers, because it was... You know, it was like signing Philly or I signed or Robert signed John O'Leary when I played. It was a big name, yeah. you know. So it was great for publicity and that. I'll never forget it. About four o'clock on the Monday. I looked at this Paddy Sheetway. Rod, <laughs> Rod, come here. Remember that thing I signed yesterday? Yeah, please cancel it. I'm getting bumped out of Bridget's right. I said, that's cancelled. It wasn't, it was registered. Oh it was helpful to get thrown out Bridget when they had him playing the following Sunday. But uh, that, no, that's a true story. Yeah, we well, bought her up different ways to look after Paddy. I said he came for a cup of tea. Yeah. He didn't. Can of Guinness with the rats. It's out <laughs> now, Paddy. Uh, it's out there, Paddy. There you go. There you go. Very quickly, yes. every week we're getting our special guests to do their... Breaking Ball Ultimate 15 card. So it's like a FIFA card. So please don't be offended by your overall score. It is Kevin Kilban's overall score. He was far well, too happy with the photograph. Yeah. <laughs> Got the right jersey on it anyway. Nice jersey, yeah. Yeah, I was so going to wear me double jersey, yeah. Kevin Kilban was far too modest with his score, so his average is 72. You need to beat that, and then we'll put together a little collection. If you were a GA player, or if you yeah. were a GA player, what was your position? Full forward. Full forward. Buried yeah. in the square. Yeah. I mean, a column of rock. You're buying them in for Christ's sake. Column of rock. He's a mean man. I know he is, and I, and, and <laughs> I really resent saying that. But if we'd have had him back in my time with big John McNally and all, he would have been the difference. Yeah, yeah. Imagine scoring into him. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my God. If I could just close my eyes and just be 21 for uh, two minutes of my life. Yeah, this man can tell you about it. What's it like, Billy? Wow. final. runs and look at Kevin Martin and What's it like? Just, uh, it'd love to be back there. You know, like, honestly, I, know, I know you get asked about it all the time, but yeah. you remember when you scored and you're Martin Cooper 2015, I think yeah. everyone always talks. But that must have been amazing running back to pick yeah. up the best forward in Ireland again after yeah. you scored. It must be the best like, celebration. The only thing I would, the, 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 like, the cherry on the top of that would be shooting the opposite end into the hill. Yeah. Because yeah. when I scored at that point, it was just before half time, and uh, in my head, I was constantly saying, don't let him back to the pitch. Yeah. So I didn't get back up to the hill for a while. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for a couple of seconds after that because yeah. I was stopping the ones. Body yeah. checking, body checking, body checking, yeah. body checking. Because I knew it, that was my time that I had an energy. That I was yeah. like, I'm going to make you feel like you're going to feel not good after me scoring that, but I'm going to make you feel even worse now. Like yeah. slowing you couldn't come up the spin. So I never got up to the hill. Yeah, it yeah. took me a couple of plays to get back up yeah. the hill. You couldn't know? take so, it all in. Yeah. So we've got six attributes here, right. Roddy. For Sorry. Now these are GA attributes, so we need your what you think your score would be out of a hundred. So pace first. Pace. Uh, I wouldn't be in the quickest or over it. Over it. Uh, say, give me the first ten yards. You wouldn't gonna catch me. Once you get going, I could get a hundred yards. And I, I won the mini Olympics at a hundred yards. Yeah. Like, like I'll be a bit like a James McCarthy pace. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna get away with it in the first five. Steam train. What's going? Yeah. So whatever you're gonna give James, I'll take that's five. Thank you, James. Eighty-three. I boxed his dad, by the way. John. Did you? Yeah. Great, man. 
What are you, Philly, I'll give you the call. You play with James. James, for me, is a, is a, it's a hybrid. So if you were like physically breaking down a team, you could break them into two animals: rabbits and gorillas. Yeah. But James is all man. He's in between those. So a, a rabbit would be Jack McCaffrey. Yeah. I'd be yeah. a gorilla, yeah. which would yeah. be like you know just have to be fast over as you said, ten meters, yeah. fifteen meters. But uh, James is a hybrid. So if you were doing athletics. You'd have a 100 meter sprinter, let's say a 600, 800 meter sprinter. James is fit in the 4 to 600, which is a, it's a hybrid in your energy yeah. system. It's yeah. very hard to do that run. Yeah. So I would say he is quite high in pace. Yeah. I'd give him quite high now. I'd give yeah. him definitely 80. Well, I'll give him a race. <laughs> 83 then for Ronnie. Go for 83. Go for 83. Let's go shooting. Yeah. What's shooting out of 100? Ah. Uh, I was, I was, I was a, a goal scorer in, uh, in soccer. Yeah, Crusaders, you were banging them in. Banging them in, yeah, banging them in. Top scorer, always when I played there. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I watched a call it when I played for O'Connell Boys, I took all the dead to that ball. Yeah. Man, it's not with Kevin Kilban. He was like, uh, soccer players would find yeah. dead balls easy because they're, you know, they're they always kicking them off the ground. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, what are you going for? 90? Ah, uh, 99. 99. Brilliant. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Passing. Can I give myself the old marks? So, I was yeah. just trying to take for them. Can we give them all? <laughs> Passing out of 100. Yeah. What was your passing like? Passing was, let me say, it was. Now remember, this is your, you have it in your hands now. It's not on the ground. My passing was very good, and I wasn't a hand passer. I was a bit like a Damon O'Connor. A, a Damon. Connie Connolly. We used to like to whack it. Boom! Like a pinpoint. Torpedo. Yeah, I loved him the way he done that. And yeah. I used to say, that's me. Sky Sports Pass. That's you. <laughs> so we're talking 98 game here. Yeah, so well, up the, he has to be up for 90s there. Yeah. Damon Connolly was one of the best kick passers of the game. Well, if you're the same as Damon Connolly, we're going 99. No, come here. <laughs> I wouldn't put myself the same as Damon. I'd say 95. Yeah. 95. <laughs> 95 it is. Uh, skill out of 100. <coughs> 65 maybe? Is that, is that, is that modest? I wouldn't even go that far. Yeah, I'd say 55. 55. For physicality, let's redeem yourself ah, here. That's right. Well, I'd say if you asked anyone in the game, they'd go up to the late 90s. Lovely. Not asking me. Yeah. I can't say that. But if you asked anyone to play against. 90s. Nick Neville used to say, Oh, Jesus, what? Right. used to be in a car crash every Monday morning after playing against you. Just stand on these into the ribs. Yeah. Sixth rib, the soft one. Boom! Yeah. From one girl to another, you should decide what Roddy's getting for physicality. Ah, he's, in, he's, he's, he's bred from the same cloth as me, yeah. so yeah. I definitely think he's high in the physicality. Yeah, 95, so I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the last one, defending Roddy out of 100. Defending? No, I wasn't a great defender. I was too flamboyant minded attacking to be doing that dirty work. Yeah. So give us your mark out of 100 for defending, and we'll be able to give I'd you your average. 50. 50. 50. Very modest. Yeah, yeah, Roddy, that's absolutely brilliant. Let's take a quick break, and we're going to do the worst thing that you can do in one of these shows and predict the games coming up this weekend. Okay, so the big game this weekend is obviously Mayo in Dublin. Uh, sorry to Kerry and Tyrone fans out there. Sorry to Derry. And the other It's good. It's like trying to mention everybody in a speech now. Like, yeah. um, but to look at the big game this weekend, we've brought up our new tactics tool. So David Fitzgibbon is putting this together. Great, great asset we've got in here. So it's a bit more interactive that we can use it now. So what I want to talk through is Mayo have gotten, we saw it again against Galway. They've gotten very good at playing against a swarm defence. Not not brilliant, they still have weaknesses, but 
they're able to hold the ball really well. They moved it so well. They were patient against Galway. And then they tried to pick their holes. And eventually they got through. But what I think that does for Dublin now is that it lets them sit. So with Mayo, we're pushing up. And Aidan O'Shea's going inside. Dublin will have the bodies back there. But they can let Mayo hold the ball. It's usually Dublin doing this. But now when they turn that ball over, they're the ones going to be able to brick. And they're the ones going to be able to use the width of the pitch. Because what's happening normally is... When the team is holding the ball, the pitch is smaller, and then it's like a vicious circle because they have to hold the ball then as well because the pitch is smaller and it's harder to to make inroads. When a team is countering that, they've got the whole pitch they work with, and Dublin can break quicker like that, and they don't often get to do this. They're the ones always holding the ball usually. Yeah, I think that the, the I suppose the one critic I would have had for this Dublin team is that maybe the transition is not as fast as I would like to see it on the basis of what you can see structurally on the pitch yeah. but when you're watching from you know the TV or from Crow Park it's different to when you're playing because you you know you have bodies in front of you Yeah. so when I'm talking about I'd like to see Dublin transition fast because if Mayo do uh, push up have Aidan O'Shea inside and have runners off him that they will be so pushed up high but the transition is not as easy as look they're up high kick because you'll have a, f- a person in the link from maybe the centre forward running out and then the diagonal ball going in or whatever that may be are runners but that's that's not as easy when you're on the pitch when you see what's in front you see bodies yeah. you, know, you see what's there in terms of space Okay, so you don't see it from aerial view what Mayo do brilliantly in fairness to them is they, as I said before they have that transition where they have a target man they've had no shea that will stretch the Dublin defence and that will make sure that like so that they don't concede a goal, they'll probably put a sweeper in. Yeah, plus yeah. Plus one. But what Aidan O'Shea is doing now is they're transitioning really well through just giving them a little five yard hand pass, which yeah. which makes you want to get tighter to them. But but also you're you're asking questions of a high ball in, short ball out in front, yeah. little hand passes. But I do think the danger really off O'Shea is is the runners, not O'Shea. Yeah. When O'Shea gets the ball, he's not going to be that I've seen this year and I've seen in previous years, get the ball torn and go at yeah. you know, and go for goal. Maybe in Connacht he's done that a little bit, but it's the runners coming off, it's O'Donoghue coming off, it's it's that's the it's O'Connor coming off him, you know, yeah. O'Connor coming off him. So So he got the ball, you're behind him. Would you almost not be leaving him at it, but almost just be second guessing this pass now? Trying yeah, to I wouldn't commit to him. I wouldn't. He, he he's a fella that would like contact. I think all of these players, a lot of these players, will have habits that you can read through your analysis the week of the game. Uh, O'Shea runs a particular side, yeah. so you mark the opposite side. You mark his opposite shoulder. You push him to the side he doesn't want to run, um, and you kind of mark side on. You don't mark. You know, you don't mark in front of him because you get the ball behind you. You don't <laughs> yeah. mark too far behind. That's you. interesting because I was just you know? going to ask: should you mark from behind or mark from the front? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I do, do neither. Slightly like, on his shoulder, like so, slightly yeah. behind him, and uh, be in a position to you know compete for the ball out in front, but also be in a position that if he catches the ball in front of you, that you're still facing uh, between him and the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But he's changed. Sorry, McStay, I think, has changed his role a little bit to it's okay if you don't get these big high balls because we just want to use it as a pivot. Yeah. But for me, if Dublin are going to win this game, they have to have a good start. Yeah. Why do they have to have a good start? Because they'll have to settle the ship. They'll have to make sure that they can control the intensity because they, yeah. they, will never, they haven't experienced it this year. You know, they haven't experienced a team that plays a kick, fast transition game between kick and, and, and uh, carry and um, the carrying game. So they'll have to settle the ship for the first 15 minutes. So yeah. the, the most important quarters of the game against Mayo is quarter one and quarter three. Yeah. Okay. Quarter three, because I guarantee you that's what they focus on. You know, 
get out. It's you see it in uh, Aussie Rules. It's a championship quarter. They bet us two years ago on the basis of that of the of, of quarter three. They bet Galway in quarter three. Yeah. So they're the two things I would hone in on in the information. Uh, if Dublin are going to really really get the edge here, um, but I think it's going to be a cracker of a game. I think I would definitely look at how are how are Dublin going to deal with the runners. How are they going to deal with the the big threat? I don't know who they're going to put on O'Shea. Mm. Like I'm still guessing who they're going to put on him. Have they have they called you at all? No, I'm definitely not getting the phone <laughs> call. But like I, I I don't think they've had anybody that's been as seen as a as a who have they played against this year that they've had a, a key target man inside. Yeah, Ross Common had the Murtas, but they're, they're all like you know, Kieran and Dermot. Like, there's not there's um, not the one like yeah. possibly loud. Was yeah, Davy Byrne on him? Was it? Yeah. So, so look, it's there's going to be loads of challenges for the Dublin team, and and as, again, if they win it, I think they'll have so much learnings going into the the semi final, whoever that may be. Mm. I think it's going to be a tight game, a brilliant game, but mm. I'm going to give it to Dublin, not just because of my bias towards Dublin, but yeah. I just think there's a motivation of Hort there that Mayo don't really have, and Mayo have shown this year every time they've took a big scalp. They've probably fell at the next the next one. You can send us from the very start of the year. Yep. You can send us from the very start of the it's year. Facts. And it all it comes down to wrong. this. It all comes down to this. Tomorrow, Dublin v Mayo. Thanks a million for that, Philip. Okay, it's the Breaking Ball Challenge. Before we go, Roddy, we're going to play a quick game of Who Am I? Philly, you lost your challenge last week to the Dublin ladies, so you really have to redeem yourself here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you both a name. Do not tell the other person the name that you are, and you're only going to get six questions each to try and figure out who you are. So Roddy, there's going to be a name on top of you, and Philly, there's going to be a name on top of you. And all you're trying to do in those six questions is get the answers off Philly about who you are. After those six questions, then you're going to guess. And that's it. All you can do is answer with a yes or no. So make your question good. I'm only doing six questions to celebrate your six in a row. And also, <laughs> we don't have all day, so we need to yeah, get going here. So, Philly, you're going to start. You can ask okay. Roddy the first question of who you are. He can see the name on top of you. Okay. Is he a sports person? <laughs> Yes. Is he Irish? Yes. Does he play soccer? No. Does he play a ball game? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is he a sporting person? Yes. Right. Is he from Limerick? No. <laughs> Three more each. <laughs> it's going to be a tough Um Is he from Dublin? Yes. Is he an international? No. <laughs> That's far, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Is he a boxer? No. <laughs> okay. Is he a manager? No. Is he a manager? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're close. So you know he's not from Limerick. Is he a professional? <laughs> no. Did he manage a Dublin club? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's mine. That's mine. Yeah, I know you. You have one more. Right. Where are me with this fella? You know he's not from Limerick and he's no, not a professional. professional. Is he from Mayo? Is he from Mayo? No. Okay. Jerry McConley. 
Nope. <laughs> Close, though. You can Close. tell. Me. Ah, no, 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 start again. No, that's too close to home. No, no, that's too close to home. Philly, you've your chance to win it. If he doesn't win it, we can start again. I'm going to say... I was aiming... No, this is not my answer. I was aiming towards... Because I, it was me. I was going to say it was a Roddy. But the only other person I can think of... Football manager from Dublin... Um, had managed Dublin clubs... Is Stephen King. Oh! Yes! 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 Thanks very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks a million for watching. We'll chat at the same time next week. See you later.